Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, you know what we're talking about here? The NOLA no-call. National talking heads trying to impose their will on New Orleans, saying, ah, it didn't really matter. A couple of them anyways. No, the vast, here's the reality. I know we're, we're poking fun at some of the people nationally who are trying to make this no big deal, NBD. Uh, well, two things. Number one, most of those guys, if you look at actually what city they work in, even though they're doing national shows, uh, they're actually in L.A. Hmm, that's interesting. But the vast majority, and I'm talking 90% plus people out there across the country, no matter what fan base they're in, I guess maybe outside Atlanta and that nonsense going on over there. Um, yeah, they're with us and saying it's, it's absurd. Should the game be replayed? No. Should you know these lawsuits proceed? I've said no. I don't believe that. But look, you do you. You cope in your own way. I'll do mine. And uh, you exercise your First Amendment rights however you want. We're doing it here. It's been heated at times. It's been therapeutic at other times. But again, I just I want to tell you how impressed that I am with the Saints fan base and and everybody out there in Houdat Nation, and really football fans and everybody in the city and the region, the Gulf South, and everywhere you're listening, because it has been three straight days of packed, completely all eight lines packed phone calls from all of you. It has been incredible, the passion for this team, the passion for football, and I really appreciate that passion and you bringing it here to the show. Get back to your calls in just a second. Here's a couple of texts I wanted to get to, one from the 225 I would love to hear your thoughts on Roby Coleman's video. Well, this was released last night. If you didn't see this, Nikel Roby Coleman, who was the Rams cornerback who ran over Tommy Lee Lewis on the disputed no call, he posted a video. I think it was either Instagram or Facebook. But he posted a video saying and using curse words, yeah, I knocked the bleep out of Tommy Lee Lewis and kind of gloating that he wasn't called for that and I didn't respond to it and I'll tell you why I didn't respond to it I don't want to because he's a clown he's just a clown like I'm not going to react to that he's trying to get a reaction I don't care you know you go do you you're playing in a Super Bowl congrats we all know what happened a text from the 504 Seth the part that I don't understand is if it was under two minutes why wasn't the play instantly a booth review well two things here number one unlike college football helmet to helmet hits or in college football targeting not reviewable in the NFL. I think that change actually might be coming, regardless of perhaps no replay changes. But also, they're not able to review penalties right now from the booth. So that's why it was not reviewed. Let's go back to the phone lines now. We'll start it off with Carlos and Harvey. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Hi, how are you, Seth? Hey, I'm good. (laughs) My problem is I want to know why in the world – these rules on these referees haven't been in place a long time ago. You know that these you know that these referees are going to be partial because they played for the very same team that we're playing. So why haven't they put these rules in place well, I, a long time ago? Let's dispel that. Let's dispel that. There was no former Rams player officiating that game. That was fake news. That was 
Again, social media kind of at its worst instantly. There is a former Rams player officiating in the NFL. It wasn't part of that game. You just had these conspiracy theorists instantly trying to goad everybody into spreading that rumor. And again, like I said yesterday, I was caught up in that web for about 10 minutes on Sunday. I initially retweeted a tweet from another media member here locally. I had to delete that treat and apologize because it wasn't true so Carla um, no former Rams player there but as far as the rules for the officials what rules are you talking about I'm talking about you know like the referees that they play for and if they play for the very same team you know which I had no idea I thought it was true if they play for the very same team that you know you're say like with the Rams mm-hmm. and the Saints and these referees were you know they were they yeah. were old you know, they were old players, or they were even from L.A. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I wish they had that, uh, Carla. And, look, don't feel bad that you got caught up in that rumor. Again, I got caught up, and I do this for a living. I mean, I didn't get caught up in it for long, about 10 minutes, but that's too long. I kind of learned my lesson <laughs> there. So, yeah, but if you hear that, just you know, correct your friends or yourself or your family, whoever you're talking to. Yeah, there's no former Rams player there. That was you know, the, the epitome of fake news. Uh, they don't have a strict policy in place where former players can't officiate their games. Remember, there's a former Falcons official last year officiating that Falcon Saints game that was disputed by Saints fans as poorly officiated. That I, I hope that policy goes into place. As far as if you're from a city, should you be officiating a team with, you know, that, that is in that city? I would say no. I don't really know if you need a hard policy for that. I mean, maybe you do. Yeah, I don't – it would be if – do you want New Orleans officials, officials from New Orleans or Louisiana officiating Saints games? I mean, to be honest, I don't. I know there are people from this region who are in the NFL officiating, and some of them have done Saints games before. Thanks for the call, Carla. Let's go to Don in Slidell. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey. It, um, I, I think people need to stop with the woulda, coulda, shoulda stuff, you know, and the what ifs and everything, because you can't do nothing about that, you know. But I really do think you need to, people need to talk more about what's the solution. I, I think they should have maybe a, because they already have to verify that there's a score. They also use cameras to verify if you get a first down and even spotting the ball. Why you can't use the camera for a penalty? Maybe, um, the coaches should have another penalty flag, whether it's white or another yellow, that they throw and say, look, you know, this is a close call. Let's check it out. Maybe have a, a five panel of referees at the league office that they call and say, okay, we've got a penalty you know, decision here. Let's verify and make sure that there was a penalty here. And they call them up real quick. The technology we have today, within seconds, 30 seconds, they can find out whether it was a penalty or not. It didn't take people in a – so we don't want to – to come to a decision what they what went yeah. wrong. Well, here's uh, there's a lot to sift through here, Don. They actually don't use video or camera replay to check every first down line or ball spotted stuff like that. They don't. If it's reviewed, if it's a scoring play, if it's a turnover, if it's in the final two minutes, sometimes they do. But they don't have the policy in place. If you're asking why don't they do that with with penalties, they don't have the policy in place to do that. That's why they don't. Uh, Pelicans looks like they're going to lose here in the Smoothie King Center. They had a chance trailing by three. They had the basketball, and uh, Frank Jackson missed a three, and then he kind of got the rebound back and then committed a turnover, and the Pistons a dunk. So Pelicans trailed by five with about ten seconds or so left in that game as they wallow in mediocrity there as well. Uh, Let's go to Maria in Metairie. Welcome to the show, Maria. Hi. 
Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I see this a little differently, I think, than you and several others. Um, I don't think – I think that the NFL League is at a tipping point in what they're going to do about this. And I don't think um, making a new rule or two rules or five more rules, whatever, is going to be satisfactory or it's relevant because if they're not going to honor the current rules, then any new rules are just as worthless as the current rules. And the whole reason that this is, the current rules aren't being honored is because Commissioner Goodell refuses to obey them and give the Saints the redo and put them in the Super Bowl, which everybody knows is what is the right thing to do. And I really feel like if the, if the NFL does not do that, or the alternative is Goodell has to go and be fired. He's the sacrificial lamb for doing this. If, it, if they don't do that, then what the NFL League is relegated to is a sham. There is no young player who's going to want to aspire to play for the league again when they know there's a tipping scale when it comes to the playoffs and the Super Bowl games, when it matters. Well, Maria, what kid is going to want to beat up their body for something that they know is fixed. It's going to be relegated to theater. Well, like the, the, the kids look. The, I'm not look. I think a lot of fans feel like you do, Maria. They're jaded with the league, the whole process, the credibility, integrity. Going back to Gail Benson's word there, uh, words there, and her letter to the NFL. But kids and young men are going to want to play in this league because all the money involved. I mean, money talks. That's why they're still going to want to play in this league. The Gambit, earlier tonight, New Orleans Gambit, they released a commentary calling on Roger Goodell to step down from his post. I think that, uh, to be honest, I wasn't on that bandwagon earlier this week, but the longer it goes without him making a statement, it's absolutely unthinkable, it's absurd, and I might join that call very soon. You can find that at the Gambit tonight. Back to Maria's point about she was referencing Article 17 there, and there is, you know, a, a rule in place where the commissioner can decide to either replay a game or change the results of a game. But the reason that's there is not for a blown call like this. It was in place. My understanding, the earthquake in San Francisco that happened in the World Series, the NFL wanted to make sure if anything like that happens and you have to evacuate and and cancel a game or start it over, you know, a disaster, a natural disaster, man-made disaster, whatever it is, that he would have the power in writing the policy there to say, okay, we've got to play this again. It was for something like that much more severe than, look, even the worst officiating moment in league history. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Text line is 870 870- 870. We'll take more of your calls when we come back. I'm Seth Dunlap on The Last Lap here on WWL. Welcome back to the show. Here's a couple of texts. One from the 504. Al Riveron needs to resign. Resign all in caps. Yeah, he does. Al Riveron, from all indications, he will be gone at the end of the year. He's the vice president of officiating for the leagues. He's just been atrocious in that post in the last two years. I expect him to be gone. And, of course, is joining the call from the Gambit and others where Roger Goodell needs to resign after this. Here's a text from the 985. Super Bowl tickets plummeted by 20%. Many say that Pats-Rams is worst-case scenario. I agree. Chief Saints was way more entertaining. I hope um, MI-22, not collateral damage, would a Super Bowl give – what's what's MI-22? Am I missing something here? Do you know, Logan? 
what he's referring to here? I, I mean, it's probably very obvious, and I'm probably going to feel like a, a dummy when he texts back in and tells me what it is. I don't know what you're referencing there, though. All right, back to the phone lines. Let's go to Kip in Bell Chase. Welcome to the show, Kip. Hey, how you doing, sir? Good. First, we want to give a shout-out to the Houdat Nation. I've been watching these boys. I'm 53 years old, probably since I've been five years old, and I can understand a little bit of the game. Uh, I want to speak highly on, you know, uh, what Sean Payton is doing. He's coming in there, and he's trying to defend uh, the uh, Saints, the fans, everybody that is associated with New Orleans. Give this thought right here, okay, when you – when you see the hit that was uh, taken by uh, our offensive player, immediately the line judge, which is wearing the black hat, you can see him from just a slight angle reaching for his flag, but he chooses not to do it because the uh, official with the white hat comes in and he changes the guy's mind. I think both of these fellows need to be brought in front of the, you know, the committee and also, uh, you know, uh, reprimanded for why and who didn't make the call because it's obviously it was the wrong call, well, there you go. no call. Yeah, there you go, Kip. That's food for thought. It's a good call. I like it. Giving the Houdat Nation something to think about here. Uh, massive amount of text coming in. Uh, Seth, Mark Ingram is MI-22. Oh, of course. Yeah, see, I told you I was going to feel like a dummy. <laughs> I was thinking MI6, Mission Impossible. Like, what am I missing here? Of course, Mark Ingram, 22. Uh, Obviously. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Text from the 504. Why are you ignoring my text? Uh, Because the text screen, there are so many passionate fans, like I just said out here. We are literally probably getting about 40 texts a minute here. So they're flashing through, and I'm trying to get to any of them that I can. But when you're getting 40 texts a minute here, it's pretty fast and furious. Hey, two movie references there in the last 30 seconds. Let's go to Brad in Mississippi. Welcome to the show, Brad. Seth, big fan of yours. I follow you on Twitter. I'm not going to bore you with everything. I know you probably heard every question over 50 <laughs> times for the past three nights. No, flatter me more, Brad. Flat, you know, flattery is always welcome. <laughs> I'm trying to bring, trust me, I'm trying to bring you laughter in it, too. Uh, if everybody I listen to on WWL, no, everybody, all of y'all great. I've met Deuce and Bobby many times and stuff. You honestly, seriously, you make, I, I drive a tractor trailer for a living and you make my night a lot better and oh. even put some humor into it. That's I've got awesome. a very Thanks, large dude. question mm-hmm. and this is what uh, has been on my mind ever since this happened. I've gotten over it. Of course, we'll never forget it as fans. I'm a 40-year fan and a 20-year season ticket holder. I've had already bought tickets to the Super Bowl. Because I was that sure of myself that the Saints were going. I'm going, and I'm going to wear my Houdat jersey. I'm going to wear my Drew Brees jersey, and I'm going to sit in those stands very happily and watch this game itself then. Oh, that's great. Uh, it's, and, and cheer for the Saints. Here's my question to you. Are the same refs, or even some of the refs, that did the Saints-Rams game, even that guy that, you know, didn't do the call, would they be included in the refs to you know to, to officiate the Super Bowl, or do they use a totally different set of referees for the Super that Bowl? That is a very good question that we haven't touched on this week, Brad. Excellent question. Thanks for listening. And uh, you know that actually kind of warmed my heart that you said that about your drive um, every night as you truck. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, the answer there is no. What they do with the officiating 
is the crews that work the conference championship games, those are completely separate from the Super Bowl crew. They choose the Super Bowl crew from the divisional round, and it's John Perry's crew. By the way, John Perry's one of the better um, head officials, I think, in the NFL, but I also said that about Bill Vinovich, and he's getting a lot of pushback and, and feedback here. Uh, let's see. Uh, I just want to mention again tomorrow we will be back 8 to 11 p.m. here taking look more of your calls this has just been fantastic all week long before us on sports talk with bobby and christian they're gonna ask you're gonna watch the super bowl and the no call in nola and lsu basketball off to a good start yeah they won again today i think it's nine wins in a row for lsu hoops we'll be talking about that four to eight tomorrow oh the other thing i wanted to mention to our last caller, seriously, even though I'm going to boycott the game, enjoy yourself at the Super Bowl. Even regardless of what happened, that is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I really mean this. Enjoy the heck out of it. That might be the last game Tom Brady ever plays. Could be really, really special. Pelicans lose. They fall to the Pistons in the Smoothie King Center, 98-94. LSU hoops. They win tonight. Nine in a row over there. We're talking a little Pelicans in hour number three. Ollie Cosell will come in in about an hour, hour plus there. Text from the 504, has Tommy Lee Lewis had anything to say about what happened and is he okay after that helmet-to-helmet hit? Yeah, he's okay as far physically after that. Mentally, I don't know. I haven't heard a lot from Tommy Lee Lewis. A lot of the veterans have said a lot. A lot of the younger guys on these teams kind of staying away from the mics. Back to the phone lines is... The lines continue to be completely packed. Again, if you're trying to call, keep calling. Lines will open up periodically, and uh, you'll eventually get in. We'll go to Mike in Homa. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, sir? I am good, Mike. Uh, well, you know, I've been listening all day because I, too, am a truck driver, and I've been listening uh, on the radio.com app hey, all there you day. Go. And, yeah. and uh, I went to Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I delivered Atlanta on Monday and on this morning. And everybody in Atlanta, when I walk in, is like, man, what the hell happened? Man, I can't believe they didn't call that. You know, everybody in the whole world knows it was bad call. Mike, that is, you know what? That is promising to hear from you because I listened to a radio show in Atlanta and they spent the entire three hours saying how glad they were that the officials blew that call, which I thought was just preposterous. I understand if you don't want the yeah. Saints to win. I think that's all between the bounds, but you don't want a moment like this. I, I firmly, and I really mean this, everybody, if something like this happened to the Falcons or the Panthers, whoever it is, I would be the first one saying this is terrible, this is awful, I feel for that fan base regardless. So, Mike, you gave me a little optimism well, you know, for humanity here. <laughs> Well, like, like I say, you know, I mean, like I, I go to Atlanta once a week, and sometimes twice a week, and all the guys up there, they got Giants fans, Falcons fans, Jets fans, and every one of them was like, man, we thought y'all would come and party with us. We thought y'all were coming. And now everybody's saying that, you know, L.A.'s not going to come over here and spend any money. Nope. Those fans aren't coming to the game. Nope. You know, we know, we know who that was coming indeed but, mike and uh and i'd like to know and I, i'd like to put a camera on that rams owner's box while he's there <laughs> and see if the official and see if the official and his family that didn't make are, that call are in show the box. Up at that game. <laughs> are in, in stan Kroenke's box yeah put a camera in there get some sleuths out that's a good call it's 
it is a uh, somebody said Atlanta kind of transient city that means you know a lot of people who live there weren't born there a lot, a lot of different fan bases there I'll tell you this that city lost a ton of money by New Orleans not coming I'm talking probably in the if not the hundreds of millions of dollars at least the tens of millions of dollars by all the fans here that would have made the trek over to Atlanta that is going to be terrible for their economy so think about that next time these radio hosts are sitting there celebrating the worst call in football history let's go to david in tennessee welcome to the show david hey, Hi, da- Seth. hey, uh, hey david my, what's up well like uh your two previous callers i drive a truck as well and i pick up your show from time to time and i enjoy it. you do a good job hey appreciate it david thanks for thanks for calling uh, we got the truckers out in force tonight there we go well i'm an L.A. Ram fan. I was a L.A. Ram fan as a young boy. I was a St. Louis Ram fan when they moved there, and I'm, again, an L.A. Ram fan. I'm just calling to tell you that uh, that was an obvious call that was missed. Uh, pretty egregious. Uh, and it's pretty obvious that had that penalty been called, uh, like everyone's saying, they Saints would have taken three knees and kicked a field goal. I'm not even going to try and suggest that. Well, what if that field goal is missed? Because that would have been a chip shot. Yeah. So what do so so what do Saints fans do? Boycott boycotting the watching the Super Bowl. Well, that might be effective. I'm not sure if it's going to make much of a difference. You know, on their ratings meter. Uh, Probably not in the grand scheme of things, David. You're right there. Locally, it would. But let me say this, David. Let me say that. We got, Logan, we got applause for David here. Can we, please? That's the call I've been waiting for all week long. The only thing, the only thing that me, I'm just speaking for myself here. The only thing that I would any, want any Rams fan ever to say, I don't want them to say, oh, we don't deserve to be here. Or the Saints should take our spot or anything like that. No. Just admit what happened. That's what David did there. Said this happened. It's obvious, no call. And then you know they're going to go play in the game and they have a shot to win a Super Bowl. So hats off to you, David. That's the only thing that I've wanted all week long from a Rams fan, and really the only thing that we want from Roger Goodell in the league offices. Just come out and make a statement. Say we royally screwed this up. Yeah, there'll be repercussions and maybe list exactly the steps that are going to be taken here. And admit your mistake. That's what we're waiting for. I would say at least the more level-headed fans are. I'm not looking for the game to replay. That's not happening. I'm not looking to take away the Rams' birth in the Super Bowl. That's not happening. Article 17, lawsuits, anything like that. Just admit the atrocious mistake here. Like, give us a little bit of closure on this. You're, you're twisting the knife. <laughs> Thanks for the call, David. Appreciate it. Let's go to Mike and Harahan. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Seth. I don't know if I'm call yeah, no problem. What's up? Can you hear me okay? It's like you're breaking up a little bit. Yep, I can. What's up? Well, I'm a 72-year-old retiree. We, we we get together in the mornings and have our donuts at a little coffee shop here. I know they talk about changing the rules, but we joke about it and say, you know what, we're glad we saw the Saints win their one Super Bowl because we just don't know how much longer we're going to be around to have this opportunity to see something like this in our lifetime. But... It, it reminds me of a story. I'm going to go back a good 40, 50 years ago that kind of reminds me a little bit of Roger Goodell. We had a kid that hit a guy on the street, killed him. Of course, he was drunk. 
the family had money. They had money. They they paid for the funeral, gave the family money. Didn't serve a time, didn't go to court, didn't do anything. That reminds me of Goodell. He, and they didn't even give the family an apology. It's right, like, it's you know, they felt like they were they felt like they were better than them. That they felt like this guy shouldn't have stepped in the front of my drunken inebriated son's car. In fact, that's where the city of New Orleans is right now. And they, you know, these people went on to live their life, luxurious life, didn't, didn't even put a debt in their lifestyle. Roger Goodell is doing the same thing to New Orleans. Man, Mike, you know, and obviously it's not, uh, you know, life and death situation like that, but I think the analogy is is a, a really good one. We, we just feel punched in the gut here. We feel like this fan base, the city, this region has been cast by the wayside been ignored and not cared about by the people who run things in the NFL and we, we felt that really for a long time here you know I was, I was talking to one, a really good friend of mine yesterday and we were talking about life and certainly we we're talking about the no call and why I'm so fired up about it but then why certain things in in life and in sports that I really get fired up about and and we kind of zeroed in that I really dislike Injustice. I despise when the little guy gets taken advantage of. I despise when people not in power are taken advantage of by people in power. I fight injustices in nearly every corner of my life, personally and professionally. And one of the reasons why I am so fired up about this is the huge injustice I see that has been done to this team, the coaching staff, the organization, and the fan base. I believe, and this, the same friend and I were talking about this, I believe if this had happened in any of the other 31 NFL markets, 31 NFL teams, was it 29 markets, 31 teams, I believe that I would be talking about this and be as fired up about this for them too because of the injustice of it all. That's what it is. That's a great call. Um, great story, Mike. Really appreciate you, you calling and listening. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Phone lines 504-260-1870. Still plenty of time to get in here. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. It's Seth Dunlap on the last lap. Here's a text from the 504. Seth, if you would talk about other teams in the same situation, you should talk about the Chiefs. They got screwed by some really egregious bad calls, too. Yeah, the, the, the pass interference, uh, not the pass interference, the roughing the passer call that was on a fourth down drive of the Patriots. They ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. There was a roughing the passer call on Tom Brady that was just about as phantom as phantom gets in those situations. That was absurd. Absolutely, that was bad. The D Ford, he was offside. The officials don't have any responsibility to warn him that he's offside. So I'm not really, you know, upset about that. Sometimes they get a warning, sometimes they don't. D Ford's got to know that. That was on the play. Tom Brady threw an interception. But these aren't equitable, and there's a reason why they're not equitable. That roughing the passer penalty that happened with seven minutes remaining in the game, and came on a second down play. So even if that doesn't happen. The Patriots and Tom Brady still have the football. They could still drive down the field, right? There was no other alternative that would have happened in the Saints game other than the Saints winning if that penalty is called. The pass interference penalty, the game's over. Saints in the Super Bowl. So that's the difference between all these calls that you hear about. And, well, why aren't you talking about the 
the face mask on Jared Goff? Or why aren't you talking about the the roughing the passer penalty in the Chiefs? Or why aren't you talking about the pass interference call in the first quarter of the Steelers game? Well, it's simple. Because there was still a lot of game to happen after that. You never know what would have happened. We know what would have happened with 99.5 to 99.9% of surety. The Saints were kneeling it three times, taking it down to 10 seconds or so on the clock, and they were kicking a field goal, a chip shot, 20-yard field goal to win it. Game over. That was happening. We've never had any kind of precedent for what happened in that moment in NFL history and, heck, maybe football history either. Let's go to Pierre and Gentilly. Thanks for calling today, Pierre. Hey, how you doing, Sid? How's everything? Okay, we're working through it. We're working through it. Yeah, I am too. Um, I just got a few things to say. Um, as far as the cold, I mean, it, 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 my, my wife's seen it. You know, as soon as, as soon as the, the player made the hit, she was looking for the flag, and my wife hardly knows football. <laughs> right. Everybody, like I said, everybody with, forget two eyes, one eye should have known what happened there. Right. And, I mean, I just liken the all to, in the NFL, like to Vince McMahon in the WWE now. <laughs> You know, now, now Logan, yeah, Logan doesn't laugh. Our, our our producer here behind the glass, uh, Logan, come in here. You're not liking the WWE analogies, right? Because Logan is a huge wrestling fan, so everybody's bashing on wrestling now. Logan, you're not liking it, right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm a wrestler in training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, go ahead, Pierre. You can continue. And um, I just, you know, I, I, I don't. I'm, the thing that affected the way it affected me is like. My passion and enthusiasm is gone now. You know, it's like, you know, next season, I just, I don't know if I'm going to have the same passion. Man, you know, enthusiasm I had this season. Man, you and me both. Like, I'm hoping that eventually, and I'm sure I will, just with the job I do, and we got college basketball in the middle of that now, and I'm a huge college hoops guy, and, um, you know, I, I at times like the NBA, not liking it now because of what the Pelicans are doing, and we got LSU baseball. So we have – areas of sports what i do for a living and talk about every day that'll help me get through it but my passion has been completely zapped here i I am an nfl fanatic one of the reasons that i wanted to get into this job when i was like six years old i was watching nfl games and i was writing recaps and and handwritten or on our old apple 2gs computer and then sending them to my family and friends and and I was wanting to be a sports writer and then a sports commentator and everything like that. And I, and I remember sitting on my dad's lap watching the Super Bowl when I was really young. I told you that earlier in the show. One of the reasons I am where I am is because of my passion and love for the National Football League. And it's been zapped as well. It has just been obliterated. I hope it comes back. Thanks for the call, Pierre. We'll go to Cynthia in the Ninth Ward. What's going on, Cynthia? I'm calling to say the Rams go to the Super Bowl, and I feel that God is not going to let them win. Well, why did God let that uh, non-call happen, though, Cynthia, then? Because the, they was no good. The Rams were no good? Every, the the uh, referees out there. You know, one waved to him not to do it, and he did. He was a he was a fowler. He wasn't a leader. He should have did what he was supposed to do, the right thing. But you don't believe that the Rams are winning a Super Bowl, huh? No, I don't believe God gonna let them win. We'll find it wrong. Yeah, well, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. I'll say this: 
everybody's on board with the Patriots here. You see people saying, oh, Patriots by a couple of touchdowns, Patriots big. Maybe so. Brady seems like he's on a mission. I'm sure Belichick and everybody is after losing that game last year. Um, but the better team's the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, let's just face it here. They have the better roster at nearly every position outside of quarterback. Usually the better team wins in that spot. Not always, but usually. Take another break. A couple lines open now. 504-260-1870. If you want to hop on in right now, now's your chance to do it. Area code 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Here's a text from the 985. Seth, do you think that the NFL is the least bit concerned about this? Will this just blow over? I certainly hope not. Yes, I would assume that they are severely concerned. It's the talk of the country right now leading into the Super Bowl. They don't want that. They're hoping it blows over. I hope it does not. Back after this. couple of texts, both from the 504. First one, wow, Seth, you finally took the red pill and saw the real NFL world. LOL. Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Here's the text. They even threw the flag in the game on Xbox Madden. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if it was Xbox or PS4, but yes, they simulated that Nikhil Roby Colvin, Tommy Lee Lewis collision, and the Madden referees threw that. Everybody saw it, but apparently the two guys standing right there. Let's go to CJ in New Orleans. Welcome to the show, CJ. How you doing, Seth? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Uh, I got a question. Have you heard anything about I've heard that the ref that was on the sideline standing right there that had perfect view of it was declared legally blind. <laughs> well, maybe he should be after the call. Yeah, maybe he should be. Well, a, I was maybe. told that somebody looked him up. they seen that he lives <laughs> in Los Angeles and that he was certifiably legally blind. Well, well I mean, it's – yeah, it's a funny line. It, it, I, it sounded like you thought that was serious. No, um, I don't even know how you'd find that out. Medical records are sealed. But I did see, well, is it, it was a doctor's office, an optometrist here in New Orleans that was offering free eye checks to any NFL referees. Saw that this week. Let's go to Ron in Terrytown. Ron, what's going on? Hey, hello. How you doing, Sal? Hey, I'm good. I'm glad I was able to get through it to you tonight. For sure. Uh, me personally, I, I believe as many people as possible should boycott not only the Pro Bowl, but the Super Bowl. That includes the uh, Saints players as well. Are you, are you uh, gonna be, you're, gonna, you're not going to be watching it, Ron? No, absolutely not. I don't believe I, I will either. I'm going to watch. I have to watch because of you know my job. I'm going to have to watch film, watch the replay, but I don't want – you know, I, I don't have a Nielsen box, obviously, because I work in the industry. But you know, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you, Saints fam. One way to hit them hardest: hit them where it hurts. Television ratings, ad revenue. Again, grand scheme of things, New Orleans small market, but they pay attention here. We're their top market ratings wise. If they see ratings just completely tank here, that's going to open some eyes. And okay, we we wronged that city. A couple of lines open. Phone lines: five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Text line 87870. Give us a call and more of your calls next hour. Nick Underhill also swings in. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.